I am Austin. I am Justin. And this is Amaze Balls. Man, this episode sure put me in a coma. Right, I wanted to go to the other place too. Uh, right, uh, what was the name of it? It was the somewhere place in the nowhere place. Oh, the name of the episode? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't care. D- Dorothy and Ben. <laughs> Better call repair. $23,000 for a car? What's it made out of gold? So wait. Conductor Caruso. He's awake and he's talking. Get Caruso. Stat! Hello! Where's the fire? Yeah, today's episode, real, real snooze fest. Yeah, like we said, it's called Dorothy and Ben, titled because of the, it's the two main characters. Uh, ben is the older gentleman waking up from a 40-year coma. Right. And Dorothy is a young girl. We don't ever find out how long she's been in a coma, but it, it's been a while. Probably pretty, I don't think it's been a while. I think Under a year? Yeah. Definitely. She was in a coma because she got hit by a car riding her bike out into the street. Right. To spite her parents. Yeah. Um, We don't know why Ben was in a coma. That's probably been lost to the ages. They've never explained why Ben was in a coma. All the hospital paperwork and stuff, it's gone by now. Mm -hmm. He went in a coma in 1946. Yes. He's probably about like in his 20s or something. Yeah, the first full the first hair. thing he asked about, or the first thing he asked about, was like what day it was. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like Sunday, and he's like, "Damn, I missed some show." He said some movies. Well, it sounded like a or movie. a radio show. It sounded like a movie, but it was a radio show. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, he's like, "What? None of you listen to the radio because no one knew what he was talking about." Gotcha. And he's like, "What?" It's a really popular radio show. None of you listen to it. What happened? And they're like, you've been in a coma for 40 years. He's like, what? And there's a lot of missed opportunities with this plot. Like, you could have had a... I would have rather this episode have been what I thought it was going to be, which is just him being amazed about stuff happening in 40 years. I mean, we've had some okay movies with that premise. I Mm -hmm. I count, like, Encino Man as one of them. Yeah. Comes uh, Blast from the Past, kind of. He didn't live in the past, but he was raised with that kind of culture in mind. Right. Um, There's that really terrible Jamie Kennedy one when he was... Not familiar with that one. He was actually in the coma, uh, in a coma since the 80s, woke up in the mid-2000s, or mid-2010s, whatever, and uh, Culture Shock, total same premise as this movie, except... Well, but... No little girl. Probably, like, this guy would have had more culture shock, right? Like, from oh, the 40s yeah. to the 80s? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, he never even found out that someone went to the moon before he died. <laughs> we were still in World War Two when he died. <laughs> There's... You mean whenever he was in a coma? Yeah, sorry. We don't know how he got put in the coma, but yeah, there was, like, the Korean War, Vietnam War, the whole Cold War is just coming to an end yeah. right now. And he never learned anything. Because, yeah. Well, we're talking about how this episode could be more interesting because it's really not. He starts to hear voices 
And we never hear the voices. No, we hear some laughter, or some music, or tinkling, or something. Yeah, but we never hear them talking, and they're clearly having a conversation. Yeah, and we hear him talking, but not her. You know, he's a good actor when he's speaking to people, but when he's speaking to this like girl in a coma, he is not that good of an actor. No, no. Like, this isn't the uh, old Bob Hope talking on the telephone. Routine where he could go on for minutes and be convincing. Yeah, no, he was not really, like, he kind of just delivered his lines. Yeah, but we find out the voices he's hearing come from this little girl. Uh, at first, the parents hate him, or the mom does. She's, well, she just immediately gets mad that, like, he walked into their private room. You're probably right that it's a recent thing, because she's definitely very upset. Yeah, I, I feel like it was pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, Ben and the little girl have a telepathic communication, which he proves Dorothy, yeah. fairly quickly by knowing the name of her stuffed animals. Right. Uh, the parents are uh, very upset, so that's that's not all it takes to convince them. Well, he does convince them pretty quickly. Yeah, and but, like the they were they were just really upset for a while. But he like knew he like described a time where she got hurt by stepping on glass. How she had a scar on one of her toes. Yeah, and she, like, mispronounced a word like little kids do, and he, the he used name? that same yeah. word. No, this was in the story about her cutting the glass. Like, she called oh, it something, okay. and he was like, I, f- I forget exactly what he said, but it was, like, something that little kids would say, like, paschetti. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> There's that sort of joke where she, where he calls the blade doctor another name. Yeah, his name is Templeton, and he called him Dimpleton. And everybody laughed. Everyone thought that was hilarious. Maybe it was a nickname from, like, med school or Maybe. something. Coming back to haunt him. Because he, he was pretty pissed. Yeah. Well, he was pretty pissed the whole movie. Yeah. He's, like, the first character we see. And he's, like, bitching <laughs> from, right from the get-go. You know, there were no special effects in this at all. Nope. There were some close-ups with the camera. And it was all in one room. Uh, and, and in some halls in a hospital. Yeah. And for the most part, these were really nice rooms, especially the one that this girl was in. Yeah, she had like a... There was like molding, a, there were pink suite. walls. Yeah, the white, hospital suite. White woodwork all around, like really big room, uh, really big TV for the time too. And yeah, it's pretty close set. We're, we're only in this hospital, he never leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's main, nothing happens. The whole episode is just this old guy talking to this comatose little girl. And there's a ton of people in this There's group. a ton of people watching. Uh, Dimpleton doesn't believe anything that's happening. All the other doctors accept it. I don't think they care. They're just yeah. like anything to calm this mom down. Yeah, probably. Because they need to work. But I don't know what they're doing. They're all at different machines, and they're talking about how they don't understand how to fix them when they go wrong. Um, and this is where we get our big twist, I guess. He's talking to her, and the little girl in the coma is describing two She's entities. Two little kids. Are they? She said two little kids ca- or came, and, uh, well, first we should talk about how, uh, the mom and dad are, like, asking Ben questions about how the girl is. And yeah. he's like... He's like, she doesn't feel things like we feel things. And you know he doesn't have, She doesn't have sensations like we do. She's time just doesn't annoyed. pass the same. Yeah, there's no sense of time. But that's weird, because she's communicating with him, and that takes a sense of time. Eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, these two kid entities show up in this between space, 
Uh, he basically puts it like she fell in a crack between life and death, and she's stuck there. Right. And uh, the same thing happened to him when he was in a He was in there for a very long time, 40 years. But these two entities also approached him. Yes. And offered him a choice to stay where he was. Well, no, no. No, they didn't offer him a choice. They were just like, hey, come with us. And he And declined. he's like, declined. Which, to me, is an interesting decision. Yeah. Because he's like in a void <laughs> of like total blackness. Just nothing. And then these two, like, deities show up. The only two beings you've seen. The only seen. two beings he's seen in who knows how long are like, hey, you should come with us. And he's like, props up his feet on nothing. And he's like, nah, I'm going to stay here. It might get better. <laughs> <laughs> and if this was a really recent thing for the girl, it's likely that it was a really recent thing for him. Yeah, and he turned it down. And then he regretted it because he was stuck in blackness for 40 years. Well, yeah, and that's how this episode ends. He basically invites the entities to come for him. Like, this is... The well, he's, he's like, frantically telling this girl not to follow them. Because yeah. he knows what it means. She wants to, though. If she goes with them, she dies. Yeah. But, but she, she wants to go, because she's, like, talking to him, like, like, oh, it's beautiful, I can see where they want to take me, and it's and beautiful, and they can teach me what how to fly. You, yeah, what can you teach me? They can teach me how to fly. He's like, I can't do that. So he invites these entities to come to, at him. And this is weird. He demands. Okay. He's like yelling. And but there's like, is... I thought it was going to be like some kind of special effects there, but it wasn't. <laughs> there was just some like muted thunder going on outside and like the little heart monitor thing. You could have had the lights flicker. You could have had yeah. some like rotoscoped electricity on all the metal effects. The only thing that happens is that he fucking dies. He just okay. falls over and that's, dead. <laughs> that's what confuses me. It seems like these kids are like there to take anybody to the next side. They're just there to collect a body. Like, he trades him for her. He, mm -hmm. like, distracts them. Well, maybe it was because he declined last time. Like, the offer still stands or something. Yeah, it just, it adds a weird, morbid tone uh, it to it. It doesn't make any fucking sense, is no. what it does. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but this is the only interesting part of the episode. Yeah, this is supposed to be what's amazing about it. I other than so. the fact that they have a psychic connection from both being comas. Yeah, we should mention this one wasn't written by Steven Spielberg, right? Correct. Well, none, of, most of them were. He's just this is just his show. A lot of them say written and directed, but this one was not. Well, it said his name under written by in the beginning. Did it? I yeah. thought it just said produced by. But no, okay. and he he like honestly he probably was involved in all of them, but each of these have different directors and and writers each at time. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. But this one's lacking in so many areas where the other ones are just outstanding. Well, there's some duds. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is... This is a really boring one. Like, why did they need a body? Or nothing, why did they need a soul? Nothing really happened. But they took this guy... Um, You'd think if the little girl still wanted to go, she could still go. Like, they don't stop when he goes. Like, right, yeah. It yeah. makes me think that they're not good. Like, they're not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, he was treating it like they weren't. Because he was terrified. Yeah. And it was basically just like, I'll go so she can stay. Which is what I guessed was going to happen from as soon as they started talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that was a pretty heavy twist in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's not even a heavy twist for the Twilight Zone, though. But he was... Uh, anyway, so he just falls over. The doctors try to resuscitate him. Uh, the parents are just standing dumbfounded the whole time. Um, 
they're like desperately trying to get this guy up and he they like he's dead we can't get him yeah. but then the dad sees the girl's fingers move and then she wakes up oh yeah of course she comes back um, she's like I want to see him yeah and so they let him they let him they let her go up to Ben and she's still talking she kind of throws a fit she wants to see him because yeah she, she can still she can still talk to him and she's like oh he's going with the people into the other place that's what they keep saying they keep on saying they describe where they were as the nowhere place uh-huh. and they want to take them to the somewhere place that makes sense yeah and then she's like losing uh, so he's like oh he's going to the somewhere place she's slowly, he's flying yeah yeah she's he's losing communication he and he's describing it to her he's like and she's like, just just as beautiful as they said it would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. No, like, I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed the one with, like, the Vaudevillian people in the ball sack aliens. Yeah. I enjoyed this one more than Santa 85. Oh, that one's terrible. Uh, but it was still really boring. Yep. Um... You know, there's I a get lot of... what was amazing about it, like... Ugh, maybe. But... Yeah, the psychic connection. Yeah, the psychic connection. Which is weird, because it doesn't really follow the, the way that these episodes normally go. Nothing visual. Which is just like... Normally, it's like a normal situation that turns amazing. This one started amazing. This one even has a more complex arc. It's something that's getting strange. Then it amps it, and it gets amazing. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can call it that, yeah. I, I wouldn't call what happened <laughs> like amazing. Sometimes, a lot of these times, these stories throw me for a loop. That's what I'm saying. This one wasn't. This amazing. one wasn't. No. This one was exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, just a really feelsy like TV mm-hmm. show episode. <laughs> Which I don't know. Maybe in the '80s you could be like trying to convince your family to watch it. And you don't want one of those tales from the crypt ones coming on when you've got like your <laughs> no. I feel like if I started someone on this show, they'd just be like, "This sucks." Yeah. Why would I want to watch more of this? But maybe you get your mom and dad into it or something. <laughs> you'd read the TV guide, and they'd be like, "Really feels the episode yeah. coming up." You'd be like, yeah. "Oh, this is- oh man, I could tell this was a feels the episode just from the picture." Yeah. If it was just an old black dude on a on a hospital bed. I'm just like, oh man, with here breathing we- tubes. Yeah. And- here we go. <laughs> and it was there was there was no jokes, there was no visual effects, no action, all all pretty sappy dialogue. And we've had those kind of closed room episodes before, but they really, I usually they really, really play enjoy with closed room stuff. Well, they usually play with the lighting for visual and it's obviously more of a challenge to the writers. This one didn't take any risks no. really. Because it introduced a character we, like, didn't really get to know, who had just been back from a 40-year coma. The, the one thing I will say about it is that, like, some of the episodes that are not good in this uh-huh. feel like they drag on. Yeah. This one, I didn't really feel like it dragged on. Yeah. But nothing happened in it, so... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and you could tell by our description, it was over in a flash. Some of the bad episodes, some of the great episodes drag on, too. It's like they cram so much into this right. short, such a short time. Right. Um, I think next episode is going to be one of the more horror-themed episodes. Yeah, it seems like it. It's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. It's called Mirror, Mirror. And, and it's about a uh, uh, 
a horror writer. A horror writer, director, kind of. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a horror novelist. He writes horror stories, okay. and he's like really dismissive about the supernatural. But then something happens to change his mind. Oh. Hopefully, it's better than Boo. It probably involving mirrors. With that you fucking know, porn director. I, I Boo was like it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but it was it was a fine episode. Yeah. Like I I loved the over the top porn guys. Like, <laughs> I am Austin. I am Justin. And this is Amaze Balls. Man, this episode sure put me in a coma. Right, I wanted to go to the other place too. Uh, right, uh, what was the name of it? It was the somewhere place and the nowhere place. Oh, the name of the episode? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't care. D Dorothy and Ben. <laughs> Better call repair. $23,000 for a car? Was it made out of gold? He's awake. Get Dr. Caruso. He's awake and he's talking. Get Caruso, stat! Hello, where's the fire? Yeah, today's episode, real, real snooze fest. Yeah, like we said, it's called Dorothy and Ben, titled because of the, it's the two main characters. Uh, ben is the older gentleman waking up from a 40-year coma. Right. And Dorothy is a young girl. We don't ever find out how long she's been in a coma, but it, it's been a Probably while. pretty, I don't think it's been a while. I think Under it, a year? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. She was in a coma because she got hit by a car riding her bike out into the street. Right. To spite her parents. Yeah. Um, we don't know why Ben was in no. a coma. That's probably been lost to the ages. I've never explained why Ben was in a coma. All the hospital paperwork and stuff, it's gone by now. Mm -hmm. He went in a coma in 1946. Yes. He's probably about like in his 20s or something. Yeah, because the, fir like the first hair. thing he asked about, or the first thing he asked about was, like, what day it was, mm -hmm. and the guy's like, Sunday, and he's like, damn, I missed some show. He said some... Movies. Well, it sounded like a or movie. Or a radio show. It sounded like a movie, but it was a radio show. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, he's like, what, none of you listen to the radio? Because no one knew what he was talking about. Gotcha. And he's like, what? It's a really popular radio show. None of you listen to it? What happened? And they're like, you've been in a coma for 40 years. And he's like, what? And there's a lot of missed opportunities with this plot. Like, you could have had a... I would have rather this episode have been what I thought it was going to be, which is just him being Chocolate. amazed about... Yeah, stuff happening in 40 years. I mean, we've had some okay movies with that premise. I, mm -hmm. I count, like, Encino Man as one of them. Yeah. Comes uh, Blast from the Past, kind of. He A didn't live in the past, but he was raised with that kind of culture in mind. Right. Um, There's that really terrible Jamie Kennedy one when he was... Not the, familiar with that one. He was actually in the coma, it, uh, in a coma since the 80s. Woke up in the mid-2000s, mm. or mid-2010s, whatever. And uh, culture shock, total same premise as this movie, except well, but no little girl. Probably like this guy would have had more culture shock, right? Like from oh, the forties yeah. to the eighties. Oh yeah, definitely. Like 
He never even found out that someone went to the moon before he died. <laughs> we were still in World War Two when he died. <laughs> There's... You mean whenever he was in a coma? Yeah. Sorry. We don't know how we got put in the coma, but yeah, there was like the Korean War, Vietnam War, the whole Cold War is just coming to an end yeah. right now. And he never learned anything, because... Yeah. Well... We're talking about how this episode could be more interesting because it's really not. He starts to hear voices, and we realizes, never hear the voices. No, we hear some laughter, or some music, or tinkling, or something. Yeah, but we never hear them talking, and they're clearly having a conversation. Yeah, and we hear him talking, but not her. You know, he's a good actor when he's speaking to people, but when he's speaking to this like girl in a coma, he is not that good of an actor. No. Like, uh. This isn't the uh, old Bob Hope talking on the telephone routine where <laughs> you could go on for minutes and be convincing. Yeah, no, he was not really, like, he kind of just delivered his lines. Yeah, but we find out the voices he's hearing come from this little girl. Uh, at first, the parents hate him, or the mom does. She's... Well, she just immediately gets mad that, like, he walked into their private room. You're probably right that it's a recent thing, because she's definitely very upset. Yeah, I, I feel like it was pretty recent. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, Ben and the little girl have a telepathic communication, which he proves yeah. fairly quickly by knowing the name of her stuffed animals. Right. Uh, the parents are uh, very upset, so that's... That's not all it takes to convince them. Well, he does convince them pretty quickly. Yeah, and but, that's what like they were on. they were just really upset for a while. But he like knew he like described a time where she got hurt by stepping on glass. How she had a scar on one of her toes. Yeah, and she like mispronounced a word like little kids do, and he, the he used name? that same yeah. word. No, this was in the story about her cutting the glass. Like she called oh, it something, okay. and he was like. I forget exactly what he said, but it was, like, something that little kids would say, like, Paschetti. Yeah. But, like... There's that sort of joke where she... Where he calls the late doctor another name. Yeah, his name is Templeton, and he called him Dimpleton. And everybody laughed. Everyone thought that was hilarious. Maybe it was a nickname from, like, med school or Maybe. something. Coming back to haunt him. Because he was pretty... He was pretty pissed. Yeah. Well, he was pretty pissed the whole movie. Yeah. He's, like, the first character we see... And he's, like, bitching from right from the get-go. You know, there were no special effects in this at all. Nope. There were some close-ups with the camera. And it was all in one room. Uh, and, and in some halls in a hospital. Yeah. And for the most part, these were really nice rooms, especially the one that this girl was in. Yeah, she had, like, a... There was like molding, there were pink walls. Yeah, the white, hospital suite. White woodwork all around, like, really big room, uh, really big TV for the time, too. And, yeah, it's pretty close set. We're, we're only in this hospital. He never leaves. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing happens. The whole episode is just this old guy talking to this comatose little girl. And there's a ton of people in this There's group. a ton of people watching. Uh, Dimpleton doesn't believe anything that's happening. All the other doctors accept it. I don't think they care. They're just yeah. like anything to calm this mom down. Yeah, and, probably. Because they need to work, but I don't know what they're doing. They're all at different machines, and they're talking about how they don't understand how to fix them when they go wrong. Um, and this is where we get our big twist, I guess. He's talking to her, and the little girl in the coma is describing two She's entities. Two little kids. Are they? She said two little kids ca or came, and... Uh, well, first we should talk about how 
the mom and dad are like asking Ben questions about how the girl is. And yeah. He's like, He's like, she doesn't feel things like we feel things. And you know, he doesn't have, weird. she doesn't have sensations like we do. She's time just doesn't pass the same. Yeah, there's no sense of time. But that's weird because she's communicating with him, and that takes a sense of time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, these two kid entities show up in this between space. Uh, he basically puts it like she fell in a crack between life and death, and she's stuck there. Right. And uh, the same thing happened to him when he was in a And he was in there for a very long time. Forty years. But these two entities also approached him. Yes. And offered him a choice to stay where he was. Well, no, no. No, they didn't offer him a choice. They were just like, hey, come with us. And he And he's like, declined. Which, to me, is an interesting decision. Yeah. Because he's like in a void (laughs) of like total blackness. Just nothing. And then these two like deities... Show up. The only two beings you've the seen. The only two beings he's seen in who knows how long are like, hey, you should come with us. And he's like, props up his feet on nothing. And he's like, nah, I'm going to stay here. It might get better. <laughs> <laughs> and if this was a really recent thing for the girl, it's likely that it was a really recent thing for him. Yeah, and he turned it down. And then he regretted it because he was stuck in blackness for 40 years. Well, yeah, and that's how this episode ends. He basically invites the entities to come for him. Like, this is... Well, he's, he's like, frantically telling this girl not to follow them. Because he knows what it means. She wants to, though. If she goes with them, she dies. Yeah. But But she she wants to go, because she's, like, talking to him, like, like, oh, it's beautiful, I can see where they want to take me, and it's beautiful, and they can teach me how to fly. Yeah, what can you teach me? They can teach me how to fly. He's like, I can't do that. So he invites these entities to come at him. And this is weird. He demands. Okay. He's like yelling. And but there's like, is... I thought there was going to be like some kind of special effects there, but it wasn't. <laughs> there was just some like muted thunder going on outside and like the little heart monitor thing. You could have had the lights flicker. You could have had yeah. some like rotoscoped electricity on all the metal effects. The only thing that happens is that he fucking dies. He just okay. falls over and dead. That's, <laughs> that's what confuses me. It seems like these kids are like there to take anybody to the next side. They're just there to collect a body. Like, he trades him for her. He, mm-hmm. like, distracts them. Well, maybe it was because he declined last time. Like, the offer still stands or something. Yeah, it just, it adds a weird, morbid tone uh, it to it. It doesn't make any fucking sense, no. is what it does. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the only interesting part of the episode. Yeah, this is supposed to be what's amazing about it. I other than so. the fact that they have a psychic connection from both being comas. Yeah, we should mention this one wasn't written by Steven Spielberg, right? Correct. Well, none. Of, most of them were. He's just. This is just his show. A lot of them say written and directed, but this one was not. Well, it said his name under written by in the beginning. Did it? I yeah. thought it just said produced by. But no, okay. and he he like honestly he probably was involved in all of them, but each of these have different directors and and writers each at time. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. But this one's lacking in so many areas where the other ones are just outstanding. Well, there's some duds. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is... This is a really boring one. Like, why did they need a body? Or why did they need a soul? Nothing really happened. But they took this guy... Um, You'd think if the little girl still over. wanted to go, she could still go. Like, they don't stop when he goes. Like, right, yeah. It yeah. makes me think that they're not good. Like, they're not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, he was treating it like they weren't. Because he was terrified. 
Yeah. And he was basically just like, I'll go so she can stay. Which is what I guess was going to happen from as soon as they started talking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe that was a pretty heavy twist in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's not even a heavy twist for the Twilight Zone, though. But he was... uh, Anyway, so he just falls over. The doctors try to resuscitate him. Uh, The parents are just standing dumbfounded the whole time. Um, They're like... Desperately trying to get this guy up, and he they like, he's dead. We can't get him. Yeah. But then the dad sees the girl's fingers move, and then she wakes up. Oh, yeah, of course. She comes back. Um, She's like, I want to see him. Yeah, and so they let him, they let him, they let her go up to Ben, and she's still talking. She kind of throws a fit. She wants to see him, because, yeah, they've got she can still She can still talk to him, and she's like, oh, he's going with the people into the other place. That's what they keep saying. They keep on saying, they describe where they were as the nowhere place. Uh-huh. And they want to take them to the somewhere place. That makes sense. Yeah, and then she's like losing. Uh, so he's like, "Oh, he's going to the somewhere place. She's slowly, he's flying." Yeah, yeah, she's he's losing communication, he and he's describing it to her. He's like, and she's like, "Just, just as beautiful as they said it would be." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. No, like, I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed the one with, like, the vaudevillian people and the ball sack aliens. Yeah. I enjoyed this one more than Santa 85. Oh, that one's terrible. Uh, but it was still really boring. Yep. Um, you know, there's I a lot I get of... what was amazing about it, like... Ugh, maybe. But... Yeah, was... the psychic connection. Yeah, the psychic connection. Which is weird, because it doesn't really follow the, the way that these episodes normally go. Nothing visual. Which is just like, normally it's like a normal situation that turns amazing. This one started amazing. This one even has a more complex arc. It's something that's getting strange. Then it amps it, and it gets amazing. Mm-hmm. And If it, you can call it that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call what happened <laughs> like amazing. Sometimes, a lot of these times, these stories throw me for a loop. That's what I'm saying. This one wasn't. This amazing. one wasn't. No. This one was exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, just a really feelsy, like, TV mm-hmm. show episode. <laughs> Which, I don't know, maybe in the 80s you could be, like, trying to convince your family to watch it. And you don't want one of those Tales from the Crypt ones coming on <laughs> when you've got, like, your No, I feel like if I started someone on this show, they'd just be like, this sucks. Yeah. Why would I want to watch more of this? But maybe you'd get your mom and dad into it or something. <laughs> you'd read the TV Guide, and they'd be like, really feels the episode yeah. coming up. You'd be yeah. like, oh, this is... Oh, man, I could tell this was a feels the episode just from the picture. Yeah. It was just an old black dude on a, on a hospital bed. I'm just like, oh, man. With breathing we... tubes yeah. and... Here we go. <laughs> and it was. There was there was no jokes. There was no visual effects. No action. All, all pretty sappy dialogue. And we've had those kind of closed room episodes before, but they really, I usually they really, really enjoy play closed room stuff. Well, they usually play with the lighting for visual, and it's obviously more challenge to the writers. This one didn't take any risks, no. really. Because it introduced a character we, like, didn't really get to know, who had just been back from a 40-year coma. The, the one thing I will say about it is that, like, some of the episodes that are not good in this uh-huh. feel like they drag on. Yeah. This one, I didn't really feel like it dragged on. Yeah. But nothing happened in it, so... 
I don't know. Yeah, and you could tell by her description, it was over in a flash. Some of the bad episodes, some of the great episodes drag on, too. It's like they cram so much in this right. short, such a short time. Right. Um, I think next episode is going to be one of the more horror-themed episodes. Yeah, it seems like it. It's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. It's called Mirror, Mirror. And, and it's about a uh, uh, a horror writer. A horror writer-director kind of. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a horror novelist. He writes horror stories. Okay. And he's, like, really dismissive about the supernatural. But then something happens to change his mind. Hopefully it's better than Boo. It probably involving mirrors. With that you fucking know, porn director. I, I, Boo was, like, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but it was it was a fine episode. Yeah. Like, I, I loved the over-the-top porn guys. Like, <laughs> those two characters were awesome. I saw him in another movie recently. Oh, wasn't he in Pray for Death? No, it must no. have been a different movie. It was Revenge of the Nerds for Nerds, I can believe that Nerds yeah. in Love. He played a really crooked detective. He's in a lot of things. He was he was the holographic doctor and I like that one, Nerds in Love. Like they brought all the original cast back. I'm yeah. surprised. Uh, it's been but, a long time since I've seen any of those movies. No, they're they're on all on Netflix. So mm. I watched a couple of them. Three's bad. Is there is there <laughs> as much um, like? jokingly threats of rape as I remember and like other like other sexual harassment stuff going on no they they evolved with the times okay. they kept the comedy right, current okay. <clears throat> Curtis Armstrong's back in this one he's getting married to like a politician's daughter um as booger <laughs> right but that's been amazeballs yeah, uh, see you next week short episode but yeah we'll see you next time with uh, Martin Scorsese directed. Mirror, mirror. Should be good. Yeah. Later. Bye-bye.